On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Philip Ashley Ricks from Philip Ashley Chocolates. Sorry, that's a bit of a mouthful. (laughs) And Philip was uh, just an absolute pleasure. It's incredible what they have done. Um, They've gone from about 60-40 e-commerce retail to 100% e-commerce selling incredible chocolates. I I don't think I was actually quite prepared um, for what a great conversation this was and for some of the stuff that I learned um, about their business and just how this can can apply to a lot of different e-commerce companies. Um, Yeah, I think you guys are going to really, really like this one. And uh, yeah, enjoy. Before we begin, I wanted to let you know something super exciting. We have rebranded our podcast to be the Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand Podcast. We're so excited about this because we want to bring you the most amazing content when it comes to your e-commerce business. We want to help you scale. All of that being said, we have an amazing resource that we want to share with you. It's calculators, marketing calculators to figure out how much you can afford to spend on your marketing. We've got three different calculators on the website. So go to mindfulmarketing.co slash marketing dash calculator. Now on to today's episode. All right, I'm live with Philip Ashley Ricks from Philip Ashley Chocolates. Welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. How's it going? Thanks Man. for having me. Yeah, well, it's so nice to have you. I'm like, huh, how can I get uh, some good chocolates around here? Uh, oh, I know. I'm going to invite somebody on to the podcast who makes unreal chocolate. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, I appreciate you having me in. That's what we do, make unreal chocolate. Definitely imaginative. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, hey, for people who don't know you at all, Philip, tell us a little bit about who you are, you know, how you started and how you sort of, you know, created your company and, and became, you know, you know, who you are today. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Philip Ashley Ricks, as you, as you said, but from Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, so, way down here in the Mid-South and, you know, grew up here, uh, you know, and the crazy thing is, or the cool thing is, you know, as I grew up, you know, kind of grew up around a bunch of different things that helped me today. So gardening, cooking, construction, art, you know, hit my dad's a history teacher and a, and a, he was a baseball and basketball coach. Okay. So even that competitiveness you need in the whole entrepreneurial space, uh, so got all this kind of hodgepodge. So I actually went to school for chemistry and was originally going to medical school. Oh, really? Ended okay, up, cool. Yeah, yeah. So ended up going in, you know, kind of doing a beeline and going into business, and you know, did um, for a number of years worked in the supply chain, logistics, and international trade space. So did a lot of traveling, a lot of cool um, relationship building, and then for uh, another seven years did, you know, the whole branding marketing thing in the tech space. So kind of got a varied uh, career, um, but mostly around consumer packaged goods and things like that. Oh, okay. So, so that was the connection. And that was the connection. And so gotcha. as, as I uh, began to, you know, really want to move into the food space myself, I'm like, you know what, I do want to go to culinary school. Uh, and then decided not to go to culinary school, you know, woke up from a dream three o'clock in the morning. I was living in Baltimore, downtown Baltimore at the time. Okay. Uh, and was like, you know what, I'm going to be a chocolatier. And so, uh, <laughs> so, so you had a, you had a dream, a dream three o'clock in the morning, wake up yeah. 2007. It's like, okay, I'm going to pursue this. 
and I, you know, kind of realized that there wasn't a lot, there wasn't a real path from a culinary school standpoint. So I really spent the next three years, you know, just teaching myself wow. everything about chocolate, you know, researching, reading, kind of, uh, and then after about a year or two, started kind of playing around in the kitchen myself, you know, creating formulas and that sort of thing. And so, good, you know, I, I grew up cooking and around that. So I kind of, I, you know, I've always been a really good cook. Um, and then just- I imagine chocolate's I, so different though, hey? Right. And then, so as I evolved and kind of blended the whole, uh, you know, chemistry part of it, uh, which my chemistry background helped. So just really yeah. understanding formulation and stuff like that. But really, again, the creativity, you know, I've always just had this big imagination. And so, you know, I wanted to really kind of address that whole Willy Wonka factory, if you or factory, if totally. you will. Uh, like, well, let's put the uh, stick of gum in chocolate. And what I mean, like, I want to create chocolates that taste like roast beef and potatoes and blueberry pie, um, ultimately layers. And so, you know, as we are today, you know, we're putting blue cheese in chocolate. We're putting blue you know, cheese. Yeah, one of our most popular chocolates is a French blue cheese chocolate. And Whoa. so, um, man, we've done Canadian inspired uh, pieces and all yeah. sorts of things. So, like poutine um, chocolate or something? Or <laughs> so I make an awesome poutine, but yeah, so <laughs> on top of the outside of chocolate, but uh, it's actually one of my favorite things, believe it or not. But uh, it's one um, of my favorite things too. <laughs> And yeah, and I do a southern kind of version, uh, you know, kind of a, where we have the fries and I use short rib and then, oh. and then uh, like a jalapeno pimento cheese that we broil over it. So just kind of a modified, but, you know, even the cheese curds and gravy, I love it. So, um, oh, but, yeah, that so great. But, but to that point, all these different food experiences that I've had over over the years help inspire each of the chocolates. And so we have collections that are, you know, things like the Taste of Memphis or Taste of New Orleans. We're, we're soon coming out with a Taste of New York that literally take you on a tour of a, a city or a region through chocolate. So, you know, some of the ones for New York, there's a Junior's Cheesecake or uh, there's a Sweet Potato Bread Pudding for Red Rooster in Harlem. Um, you know, cool. what does the Statue of Liberty taste like? kind of thing yeah. so um so that sort of experience we really kind of recreate or develop and put in boxes and we do that even with our signature collection each and every piece tells a story um about a person place or thing something i've eaten something i've drank you know um and gotten inspired uh to create the chocolate based after Cool, cool. I was just thinking of like a marketing sort of, I, I rarely ever give advice when I'm, when I'm talking to people on here, but I was just thinking yeah. of like, what a great COVID style advertisement for people who can't travel, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Can't travel. Yeah. Well, at least you yeah. can taste, you could taste the, uh, the Eiffel Tower. You could taste the Statue of Liberty. Absolutely. And something that we're doing and I started, I've been doing tastings uh, where we pair chocolates with spirits for years, but really the first kind of the onset uh, in, the, in the States, in terms of March, we started doing virtual tasting. So we ship oh, cool. the chocolates. Um, and in cases we get, the, we coordinate and get the wine shipped out. Uh, and we jump on Zoom and we've done them for as many as 60, 70 people on Zoom, where I'm going through each and every chocolate, pairing it with the wine um, and talking about it. So it's been a fun thing. I've done over, well over 50, 60 
um, since March. So, wow, that's a right. lot. That's that's a lot of tastings. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 one of those things we're doing two or three a week in some cases, um, but that's that's been one of the kind of evolutionary pivots that have come out of the whole COVID situation. Totally, totally. Yeah. Hey, let's Philip, let's step back for a second. Let, yeah. Let's go back to 2007 when when you mm-hmm. sort of developed the idea. Because I, I like mm-hmm. I like people who are listening to this podcast are you know generally founders um, you know running uh, you know anywhere from like six to eight figure kind of e-com stores. How how did you in 2007 like make this into a business? You know, like how, sure, how did sure. this how did this become what it is now? Right. So my whole, you know, along with, you know, dreaming up being a chocolatier, you know, it was, it was born from desire to develop my own business, you know, yeah. in, in general. So it's like, well, you know, what am I going to do? And when I got the inspiration um, on the what, I immediately began thinking of the marketing and all the other stuff that goes into creating a company uh, as well. And in and, and, and the e-commerce piece in particular, day one, I said, look, I want to be able to generate revenue 365 days a year totally. so that meant two things i need to be able to sell online and i need to be able to ship chocolate so um so i worked you know with team a team to develop packaging and methods and things like that you know we're shipping chocolate still in june july and august wow um, i hadn't thought so i hadn't thought about that that's yeah. like that's actually something of course you'd have to think about as having chocolate like Right. So, so that must have been like quite a like R and D kind of process, eh? Absolutely, yeah. So the first year, a lot of that time, first year too, a lot of that time was spent working with packaging engineers and designers to like say, okay, this is what we're packaging. This is how it is. What's the best type of box that the chocolate can go in, and what's the best type of box that that box of chocolates can go in, uh, and then what type of coolant do we need and insulation? Wow. All these different things. Um, drop test and you know, test shipments and, and how long is it actually, is it 48 hours or 72 or whatever the case may be, you know, in Phoenix, Arizona, when it's 110 degrees um, Fahrenheit or if it's 60 degrees Celsius in yeah. Port, uh, Porto, um, uh, Portugal. So, um, you know, all these variables taken into account to, again, be able to sell during the hotter months in particular you know, June, July, and August, um, and in some cases, September, but yeah. Wow, wow. So fast forward to now, what percentage mm-hmm. of your business is, is, uh, is retail versus, because it looks like you're in, you're in quite a few chains, right? Yeah, uh, well, more, yes, we're in a few, but like um, Neiman Marcus, we've sold in, uh, but that's all e-commerce too. So it's all, they, you, you go to NeimanMarcus.com at the time, and we just stopped there actually, but when we were selling with them, you we didn't sell any brick and mortar. It was all Oh, okay. So you're just like yeah. like just online. Right, just online. So and even wow. now, we're just online. So a hundred percent of my business is, is e-commerce now. So and that was transition, you know, at one point it was about sixty, sixty-five. Okay. Then we grew it to seventy plus eighty and then you know, over the last year, even pre-COVID, we were we transitioned. Um, and so we definitely uh, got to a point to where now all of our business is driven online. And we actually even have a new website coming out to further uh, kind of really make that experience that cool. you would go into a retail, into one of our retail stores, make that present digitally. 
Cool. That's amazing. I mean, I, I really feel so thankful, uh, you know, for, for us in our life that we're in the e-commerce space right now because it's the way of the future, right? Like everyone, if you can sell chocolates 100% online, you can sell anything 100% online, right? Like, because to me, and that's why I thought this interview is so interesting. Like, like you're doing that kind of business mm-hmm. just online, with like right. uh, with a product before so it's like you're you know I, I think there's there's quite a few shoe companies that that listen to this podcast you know if you're a shoe company and you think like man no one's gonna buy my stuff online they want to come you know test it out it's not true mm-hmm. look at look at brands like Allbirds and all, right. all of these like huge brands that are just online it's, right to your point i mean i'm i'm actually a shoe fanatic like i love oh, are you uh sneakers in particular yeah. real good. And I can't tell you the last time I've, you know, been in a shoe store in, yeah. the, in years. <laughs> so particularly, in the, you know, when I really started like, okay, sneakers and things like that and going after some really cool ones, I, the last 12 or so pairs, more than that, really, um, I, I haven't bought, you know, in a retail store in forever. So totally, yeah. totally. And this is just, yeah, this is the world, the world we live in now. So what sort of advice do you have for, for people? Like, you know, if you can go back to yourself in 2007, what, what would you tell yourself? Uh, don't spend a lot of money on, you know, kind of paid advertising. Okay. You know, there are some th- things, you know, really focus on creating uh, earned media. Uh, and Because I think in the beginning, I was like, you know, I want to get my name out there and I want people to know me and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and of course, you know, in social media was a lot different then too. It's amazing, 2007 to 2010 to 2020, yeah. you know, the evolution of, of uh, social media. But I think a lot of it will just be really focusing um, and spend less money on on kind of like the the, the advertising piece. Marketing is going to be one of is one of my biggest expenses. I just would have focused it differently. Okay. So, okay. So you would have, yeah. you would have split your earned media versus your paid media a little bit, a little yeah. bit more on the earned side. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I'm, I'm totally with you. Like so, so, I mean, everybody probably knows who listens to this podcast that my wife and I own a clothing company that we built with, you know, I say that we've built with paid media, but it's a hundred percent. It's, it's a 50, 50 sort of game, right? Like, and, and mm-hmm. our agency, one of the biggest things that we focus on is paid media. But, mm-hmm. but what we like to say is, we're the paid media agency that wants to get you out of paid media, right? Mm, Because paid media is wonderful for getting, for getting new customers in the door, but Mm -hmm. those customers Mm -hmm. need to buy again and they're not going to buy again necessarily because of paid media, right? You need to have an engine behind that. And you have to have, you know, then, you know, I use paid media in more ways now than I would have, you know, I didn't necessarily need to as much in the beginning because I'm still just trying, you know, I was too focused on trying to get get the product and people to know it, which is obviously the goal. Totally. But, you know, my, again, the focus was was just a lot different and particularly doing things like print and, you know, that kind of thing. And, yeah. you know, realizing, well, people don't really read the art, the, the ads in some of these things, you know, they, you know, but they will read an article about you. So totally, uh, totally. Yeah. 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 That's great. Hey, um, let's talk a little bit about what's working marketing wise right now during mm-hmm. we're, we're in August, late August right now during COVID, right, 2020. Right. you know, craziest right. year any of us have seen in a long time. Uh, none of us have yeah, been through this. 
We don't yeah, know what yeah. to do. Right. Craziest <laughs> year that I've seen. Yeah, period. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. What's what's uh, working? I tell you, you know, social media, Instagram in particular, works heavily, you know, very well for us um, because what we do is visual. So yeah. both on the video side, you know, video, of course, is king, uh, especially now um, vertical video. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, so we use a lot of those type of tools and starting to even implement more with IGTV. Um, uh, digital just in general. Um, yeah. So social media, whether it's Facebook or any of the other platforms, uh, doing things like this, actually, believe it or not, podcasts. I'm one, I'm a big podcast fan. Totally. Uh, yeah. In general. And, you know, and so love what you're doing because I, I really like when you have hosts like yourself that are saying, hey, let me go find really cool stories, really cool businesses yeah. that have a great story um, and put it out there. So, um, you know, shows like yours are, are really important to someone like me because what I do is very niche and very different. And so um, you have listeners that get involved in that kind of thing and, you know, that are looking for the, the extraordinary versus like, oh, I can... It just happened to pop up on some commercial on the television or something. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but so a, a mix of that um, as well. So podcasts, you know, social media. So I, my team, we do a whole different, a, a bunch of different kind of digital strategy cool. uh, sort of tactics to get out there. Um, you know, and then honestly, a lot of it is really, and then with that, creating that air of authenticity to where, you know, I'm responsive or someone on my team is responsive and creating that relationship, yeah. even with it being digital uh, and then doing different fun things within that, you know, we're going to do, some, we got some really cool giveaways coming up over the next month uh, where we're engaging people uh, in a, in a unique way, uh, but connecting it to, um, to the chocolate, doing things where even with film, and TV in the sense on the production side. Cool. That um, so yeah, a number of things. Uh, but most of I'll tell you, most of our marketing is built around digital in some way. Um, yeah. Very very yeah, yeah. little analog. Very little. You know, I've gotten pretty much away from print altogether, unless it's something you know major where we're being in an interview capacity. But a lot of magazines and stuff, they're going totally digital. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, digital is the place, man. And and visual for us again, we do some really cool things with photography. Um, and so if you know over the next few months, you're going to see some of the new stuff that we're putting out. Uh, even our website is going to be killer. Cool. Well, I'm totally going to follow along. I'm uh, yeah. yeah, I'm pumped about this. Hey, got to ask you the question I ask every guest here. What is sure. your secret to scaling? Secret to scaling? Uh, never stop. Oh uh, no, but. I mean, honestly, you know, the, the, I'm constantly, I kind of think about the, the, the song by Queen, I want it all, you know, and I want it now. So it's like, you know, I'm constantly moving and developing pro product development yeah. uh, is a big piece for us. And it's like, well, that's how we're continuing to engage. I pay a lot of attention to our market, particularly our demographic base, mm. uh, which is- What, what, is, your, what is your demographic? So primarily women. So, okay. uh, you know, 80% of what we do uh, or in, from a revenue standpoint is driven by women. So, okay. uh, and then a large piece of the rest, we do a lot of B2B as well. Of course. So, yeah, that, that would definitely make sense. Right. 
resorts uh, and hotels, uh, some wholesaling, but we do a lot of business gifting. So we, you know, we make thank yous taste good in a sense. So it's like, you know, That's we want to thank your clients, thank your vendors, thank your employees and so on. Um, you know, so we work hand in hand and coming from that corporate world, corporate sales, I'm able to really work with businesses and, and develop gifting strategies mm. uh, that are meaningful. And, you know, and I have the shipping expertise. So drop shipping 500 packages around the country or even international is not a problem for us either. And so, and we're, so that's, so all those things combined are really our, you know, in terms of scaling, it's just going after more of that. It's like incrementally, uh, you know, having a kind of a macro goal uh, and, and strategy, but then incrementally, you know, chipping away at that, you know, who are the, who are our top 50 and, you know, a top 100, et cetera. Yeah. So, um, and even, uh, kind of a part of that, the market, a big part of that, the marketing. Uh, so working with influencers as well, Holy. you know, and really yeah. on, on, a, on a very kind of, not where it's just very tongue, hey, you know, here's some chocolate kind of thing, but really where it's, it's we're getting deep and particularly engaging their audience. So, mm. But, awesome. you know, I think, I think your first, the first thing you said, the just never stopping, right? Never like settling and, and being okay with that. Ooh. I think sometimes that's a bit of a personality thing too, right? Like, like people who just, they just want to keep going and, and want to figure more things out. And, and yeah. Um, yeah, I never wanted to be a mom and pop shop. That was the biggest thing. Like I didn't yeah. want, you know, I could have been just, Hey, we're a local retail chocolate shop doing our thing. Totally. You know, That's a glorified a job. Right. Right. Cool with a couple hundred thousand, whatever, you know, yeah. but I've, I've all, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but you know, I, at each with each year and each plateau, I was like, okay, how do we push the envelope? How do we go get more? How do we not, never stop? Yeah. Uh, how do we go from artisan to now mass production, uh, but maintain the thing that people love about our chocolate? And so constantly being able to develop uh, and evolve, and, and I use that word a lot, but um, grow. Uh, so that's how we scale. And then all yeah. the, you know, learning more about equipment, developing new packaging solutions, creating new processes, um, in, you know, procedures for production, adding staff, all these are things are how ways we um, and utilize the scale. So, Yeah, uh, that's great stuff. Uh, we're going to move on to our lightning round here. All right. Hopefully you're ready. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, what is your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Favorite tool or app that I'm using right now, Fidelity is probably one of my oh. uh, uh, favorite apps. I'm on it just about every day, looking at stocks and stuff like that. Outside of that, um, so my phone is my favorite tool. Totally. I use it more than anything. <laughs> yeah. Imagine <laughs> you know, a world now without phones, like without <laughs> smartphones. Like actually smartphones. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so my phone would definitely be my favorite tool. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Uh, favorite podcast? Favorite podcast, uh, Jalen and Jacoby. Um, oh, okay. Uh, What's that? Jalen Rose and J Jacoby, David Jacoby. There, it's a, the ESPN sports podcast. Oh, so, nice. Nice. Okay. So I listen to a number. I probably have about 20 or so that on a regular rotation, but they're probably my, they're my favorite. I love sports, but also they're funny and intuitive and yeah. knowledgeable. They talk about other stuff. 
Um, so yeah, pop culture to some degree, but how it relates to sports. Uh, so they're they're my I watch if if I don't listen or watch anything else, it's usually them. So yeah. how that I will. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, founder that you look up to? Founder that I look up to. Whew, that's a good one. Um, several. I mean. Mm-mm. This is just you, you know this is John always the hard question. Yeah, What's that? John, John Henry with he used to be with Harlem Capital. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I think he is probably one that I look up to and listen to a lot lately. But and, and I've got a I got a spin for one on you, Nas. You know he has his Queens Bridge Ventures. Okay. Okay. Um, you know not only do I love his music, but I more so am impressed in uh, what he's doing in the tech investment space mm, um, cool. as, as, a, as a venture capitalist. Uh, him, and then of course, you know, uh, you know Buffett, you know, I always follow Buffett and, and, and a few others like that, that, you know, just to, but there are a number of founders out there that aren't as known that I really follow, but they're doing amazing things, so yeah. 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 Well, I like your answers. That's great. It, it seems it seems like you're sort of in that investment kind of mind frame right now, hey? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Well, that's that's great. Where can people find out more about you? So, philipashleychocolates.com. So, Philip with two L's, yep. chocolates with an S. Uh, but definitely Instagram, you can find everything. Uh, cool. So, at Philip Ashley. Philip is P H I L L I P A S H L E Y. Um, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Facebook, et cetera. So, cool. but if you go to our Instagram, it'll take you everywhere else. Um, and then we ship nationwide. We even ship to Canada. We ship to several other countries. Oh, we good. Ship to Canada. Uh, and so uh, we can make that happen, but definitely. So, um, and you'll see all the cool things and the shenanigans and, you know, my dog or whatever else we got totally. going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to follow you right after this. That's great. Thanks. Yeah, uh, thanks again so much for, for being a part of this interview. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is awesome, man. Thanks. And, and continued success with you and your show. Thank you. Thank you. Before we end, we just wanted to ask a couple of favors from you. If you enjoyed this podcast, can you please share it with your friends and leave us a rating, especially on Apple Podcasts? That would really help. Also, we have an amazing new free resource for you guys. It's marketing calculators. It'll help you figure out what your break-even return on ad spend is and more. So go to mindfulmarketing.co slash marketing dash calculator to find out more. Have a great week.